In this podcast, I sit down with Kimbo Rose. She is the founder of Whole Rose Nutrition and Health Coaching. She specializes in breaking old habits that causes energy blockage, unwanted inflammation, and bad gut health. Kimbo is also a boxing coach with her husband. They own and operate the STC Boxing and Fitness Gym out of Waltham, Massachusetts. We discussed the fact that she has been vegan for almost 20 years now, her love for boxing, her band, her upbringing, and we even touch on her spirituality. Make sure to follow me, Nico Lagan, aka The Vegan Douchebag, on Instagram. You'll be able to find the videos of this podcast and any previous videos in my IGTV. Peace! Hey, what's going on, everyone? We are here. It is, I think, uh, third, fourth, fifth episode. I'm not sure I lose count. I'm, I have a bad memory. We're sitting here with uh, Kimbo Rose. What's going on? Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> Pleasure is all mine. So to do it, a very quick introduction. You are a boxing coach. You and your husband <laughs> own a boxing gym in Boston, Massachusetts. You've been vegan for almost 20 years. You're in a mm -hmm. rock band and you gave birth to a little daughter in the middle of COVID. Does yes. that sum it up? <laughs> yep. And so her name is Sadie. Sadie? And she's a old. Yeah. <laughs> so and just all, uh, one, one small little thing is um, we are actually located in Waltham, Mass. And the gym is called um, STC Boxing and Fitness, just in case anybody wants to stop by. So where did, where did, that, where did that, where does that come from? Why, why boxing? Uh, for me personally or my husband or just in general? Wherever, yeah. where, what's the idea? Because how long have you had the gym for? So um, STC um, started in uh, 2012. And I met my husband at the gym. So okay. the way we met was um, he had had the gym already. And, um, and just a small backstory, I was speaking with a client in regards to uh, transformation. Um, I, was, I was vocalizing, you know, I, I, I just moved um, back out to the East Coast. I was on the West Coast to do some touring, to hang out with family. And I had this client and I was like sitting on the phone being like, you know, here's a suggestion. You should do something that challenges you. You, <laughs> you, you, you should do something that, that, that makes you feel brave, you know, and, and I And we're like having this discussion and then I, and then I get off the phone and, and in that, in that single moment, I had realized that, that, that I, I needed, I was the one that needed that. Like I, I, I played music. I had been an athlete. I love sports. I'm a punk. Like I get all that. But after that conversation, I picked up the phone. I called STC boxing. My husband, who I didn't know at the time answered, we had a great discussion I went to the gym that night. I like had my vegan leather jacket on. I like rolled in and I was like, Hey, what's up? I'm Kimbo, you know, and I see him and I head over heels, head over heels, the nicest person I've ever met. He like wrapped my hands and, and he was like, Whoa, you know, because he was the one on the phone call. So I, I met my, my husband walking into the boxing gym and that's how that part of my life started. And The first time I wrapped my hands and got my gloves on, because now it's been four years since I've been boxing. And, um, and I definitely want to hear your story too. And, um, and I remember just like having that moment where I had been searching for something that allowed me to be present in my life. And music, which I, we want to talk about that too, music allowed me an opportunity to be in front of a crowd, but also be so present with my instrument, right? With my words, with my emotion. Like as a musician, I feel like you, you write lyrics in these moments and they're very emotional. And some of my best songs were ones in which I would be bawling my eyes out, like writing lyrics, being like, yes, I feel it. Yes. You know, and just like getting that motivation. So boxing transitioned 
into that. It, it allowed me to be this cognitive person learning these skills, but also allowing me to be present in the moment that's changing me. That transformation was huge. And it was here and it was here. And it came from wanting to learn how to box. And so not only did I meet my soon-to-be husband, I fell in love with the sport of boxing. And as a coach now, I see that in people. I, I, I see when you're coaching and you're like, okay, chin down, elbows in. Okay, like remember right here, like you, you throw that jab right here, what's here, you know? Or you're coming back and you got that, that hook, you got that two, whatever it is. And you, and you know, because you've done Muay Thai, you know that moment when people go, ha, ah, and it like clicks and all of a sudden they're like, their hands are going, they're, they're moving their heads, their, their weight distribution's going. And, and I feel it's just so, it's so amazing how for me, it was like, I came from this, like, yes, I've been vegan, you know, for almost 20 years now, but it was like this music community that raised me. And then it was this boxing community that def- like that helped um, change me and all these to me, all, all these incredible ways, like challenge yourself, challenging yourself to change yourself. Right. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's, and, and I've been four years, four years of, of, of training, four years of, of learning, you know, and it's just like music too. It's like, I'm always learning every single day. I walk in there, I get a new member, somebody who's never boxed a day in their life. Somebody who's been boxing for eight years, the gym's 10 years old now, you know, um, um, it's, it's an incredible experience. <laughs> It's, this is, um, it's a hard thing to explain to someone that's never been a coach. I've been, uh, uh, I'm a Muay Thai instructor and mm-hmm. there's not a lot of things that touches my heart more than teaching a technique to someone. And then you're just walking around through class. It could have been two months after you showed them that technique and you see a click. It yes. just in their head, in their eyes, it just and then mm-hmm. the technique is theirs. It's there. You don't. Yeah. And, and it will stay there forever. And, and they'll continue yep. to get better. Yep. Like, you, like even now, you still need those reminders. You know, let's say you're, you're throwing yep. a cross hook and all of a sudden your head's here. It's like, yep. chin down, elbows yep. in. So it's like, and it's like, even today, I had, I had a, a class and I kept telling them, we're coaching the basics. We always go back to the basics. It's you all know? about basics. All, all about, about basics. I don't know. know anything flashy and I've been doing it for 15 years. It's, uh, it's Bruce Lee that said, I'm not scared of a guy. I'm not scared of someone that practiced a thousand kick once. I'm Mm. worried about somebody that's practiced one kick a thousand times. Yes. That, that brings me to the jab. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing more beautiful than a jab. There's nothing. Don't stand there. Jab. What's wrong? Little say, say. So, um, little say. Jab and kick. You guys miss kicks. Jab and kick. Yeah. We don't, we. Kick. We don't we don't do kick, but we're USA um, uh, Olympic style boxing, so we don't yeah. kick. But we do have the bags, and we do get people that come to open gym, and, and they want to they want to throw their hands, they want to kick around. Yeah. Hey, and no worries, they're more than welcome to. It's just that our classes and the way yeah. we were trained, Olympic style boxing. Yeah, I, I love That's- boxers. I love boxers because yeah. your stance is so wide. I like to kick legs. Uh. Just chop oh, those I legs down. It. Chop I, those legs down. If, if you're ever in our area. You oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, you for have, sure, for sure. Yeah, for sure. and There's and I'm so no sorry. About it. Like I said, a lot of homies, and you're my homie now, and you guys don't have your gym open, and that is like, and 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 awesome for advocating for like, hey, let's open this up because oh, yeah, you know, the sense. gym for us when we had to close down our gym, I was I was eight months pregnant, yeah. and 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 it was like okay where's this income going to come from? How are people going to be safe? We, we literally had a baby shower and then we closed down the next day. And, and I remember being like, and my husband and I were just like, okay, you know, because no, nobody knew what was going on at the time. And of course it's like, now it's, it's more like all you do is give gratitude for where you are, give gratitude for being in that position to reopen. A lot of gyms didn't get that opportunity. You know, a lot of people didn't get the chance to train. A lot of people had to sit isolated from their mental health and their mindset in their heart space because of what was going on. So no complaining here. I'm just saying that like in that position, I remember at that moment being like, I don't know what the future holds. And I take space, um, like I was saying about some friends that are still waiting 
Um, like even today I posted a fun video of me at the gym and then I realized like, huh, is that insensitive? Because I'm at the gym and a lot of crew, a lot of people, whether I know them or not, are like, I can't wait to get back, you know? And I'm just like, oh, I just feel because to me, it's not, it's not just a gym. It's our culture. It's our community, but it's what keeps me sane. As I said Mm -hmm. before, it keeps me present. And, and as we know, especially because your background, when you're present, that's that true authenticity. That's that happiness. You, you jump to the future, you go to the past anxiety, depression, that present moment is what keeps you grounded. And I get, that's all we have. The future doesn't exist. Neither does the past. The only thing that exists is what's going on right now. Yeah. And, and about your video, you should post videos like that because I can, there's two ways to look at it. You can see it mm-hmm. in a negative way saying it might make them feel bad because their gyms are closed. I mm-hmm. tend to see things on the bright side and say, mm-hmm. if they can see that other people are open, maybe mm-hmm. that will give them faith that their gym is going to open too. That's real. That's super real. And I appreciate that. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. And I also feel like, you know, like it, like in a day to day, if I choose happiness, if I choose my authenticity and if I choose to like, how can I, how can I advocate for other people, but also how can I be of service? Right. Like I'm in a, a community of service as, as a nutrition specialist and coach, I'm serving other people to get healthy. And I love that shit. Part of my mouth, <laughs> part in my mouth. <laughs> Do you, can I ask you a question out of the blue? Do you come up, did you come up as a religious, from a religious family? Um, so not religious in the sense of God. And I do believe in God, but uh-huh. I grew up in a sense of energy, in a sense of my, 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 my ancestors, um, my mother, my grandmother, we, we, uh, were in energetic work. We, uh, wore stones. We, we We're got witches. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> you come from a witch family. Well, technically my aunt calls us Saunders and that is technically a witch family. Um, I, uh, my girlfriend's. My girlfriend but, is one, so I under I understand what you're saying. <laughs> so, so yeah, I did. I I came from a place where my mother, uh, my 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 father taught me um, about um, you know, and, and there's good and bad, right? But he taught me about um, animal animal like like uh, love, like the, the love of animals. He mm-hmm. he he really loved animals. Um, my mother came from a place where she she fought for justice. Even when I was a kid, um, she taught me about justice. She taught me about feminism. She taught me about um, about energy work, about stones, about about life. And 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 so I feel that I'm always tapping into that spiritual on a day to day. Like I don't I don't know a day where I'm not praying at nine twenty seven. So you know, do, doing some mantras or trying to get those affirmations because I believe that they help me live authentic, and that's my goal every day. Like, how can I just be real? Not, not, not be fake. Just be real. Be that real person that has a good and the bad days, you know, and hence why we box because on those bad days, you just want to hit shit. Right. <laughs> so, you, the, cause there's a, uh, it's interesting. I didn't, we didn't take, we didn't talk about that before, but the, um, I've been thinking about that a lot recently. And I was thinking that, since I'm a very spiritual person, becoming a vegan was part is part of the journey of my spirituality. It's to me, it's kind of a level, right? It's, do you consider yourself vegan because of your spirituality? Do you think it's something that arose from being raised the way you were raised? Because once, in my opinion, once you understand those energies that are flowing around us day in, day out, they're all always there, no matter what we're doing, they're there. Mm -hmm. Once yeah. you start tapping into those energies, do you not believe that vegan is just a part of that spirituality, uh, that spirituality journey, if I can call it that way? Yeah. Oh, please. No, I am. Um, I, I appreciate what you said. First mm. off, I want to vocalize. I appreciate how you, you, you came from a the way you grew up in that spiritual, because to me, spiritual is compassionate, right? It's kind of like politics. This is my opinion. I believe they are all politics are personal because they deal with, with life. Right. Um, And so, so I would, I I would state that 
not only, I just appreciate how you view that. So, so the answer would be yes, but in regards to the, the veganism, I guess, essentially how it started, um, which we touched base a little bit was I was a young punk and I had I, the company you keep is so important, right? Like I had this sisterhood of women who were feministic, who, who were, were just punks who um, allowed me in to see what it was like to feel strong, to feel that power. And part of it was also advocating and voicing for those who could not, which are the animals, right? And I do believe that um, energetically, that if you have um, animals that are slaughtered, and that was the first thing I remember, go, Crime Think, I don't know, do you know Crime Think? It's like a USA, like kind of uh, punk distro. Yeah. Well, they would send out, and, and I could be mistaken, and if I am, forgive me, but they would send out Go Vegan, and we would book shows, and we'd have this whole table of, of um, just like information on how starter kits and like factory farming. And it's one of those things that when you do, if you take the opportunity to, to, to see these, you will never be the same, right? Like you can't unsee that torture those killings that slaughter. So when I did as a, when I was 18 and I'm 20 years vegan in May, it was, I, I thought, how could I advocate for so much injustice in this world, being in a punk band and not the animals and, and, and not animal rights. I mean, my band absent rose AR stands for animal rights. So it's like, I, so yes. So I, I would say, yes, there is definitely a correlation <laughs> And there is definitely um, that 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 growing up in that spiritual way, because it shows you compassion. And if you're thinking of compassion in this world, then then, of course, you include the animals in this world. But my beginning of veganism came from a place where I was gifted these women in my life. I was gifted this 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 punk attitude. I was gifted. Hey, you need to be an advocate. You, You need you need to do the work. And so I, and, and like I said, this, the moment I, I saw those videos and I educated myself vegan, but if I may, my husband is not vegan. My homies, they're not all vegan. I don't yeah. work with just, so I'm, I'm just being real. I, I gotta yeah. keep, I gotta be authentic. So it's like, yes, of course, I'd love to see that. I love a world and to be honest, let's be real. It's going that way. Vegan is the future. It is because we can't sustain ourselves eating the way we are eating now. So that's where we're heading. And it's okay that some people, you know, choose to, um, to participate in the vegan community to the best of their ability. Mm-hmm. That, that applies, you know what I mean? And so I'm not the vegan that's like, if you're not vegan, yeah. I'm yeah, not. No, 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 no. I don't no, want to no, no. be like that either. No, no. And, and I think, I think that, like you doing these podcasts and you, you living your own life with that compassion and that mindset and just how you bring people on to, to show their story. What if somebody was like, I hate vegans because they're so pushy. Hey, that happens. I've heard that for years, but they're like, Hey, I'm trying. Well, you know what? Good. Try eat some more vegetables, educate yourself, figure out how you can change the world. And if you're going to eat meat, Hey, is there a farm that you can go to? There's cage free eggs that you can, like in my nutrition programs, I love working with vegans, but do I all the time? No. But do I always educate? Yes. Everybody who ever joins a program gets educated on factory farming. They yeah. get educated on the meat and dairy industry. They get educated on profit for, for food and, and where to go. So that education's there. And so many times have people chose to do plant-based, to do vegan, to do vegetarian because of that information. So... That's just, that's just how I feel about it. You know, I, I feel like it's a very personal thing. I feel like it has global impact and I think that it is the future and it's just a matter of time before everyone's on board. I really do. And of course, you know, you want to do everything in your power. So you want to spread the word. You want to do those vegan follow-backs. You want, you want to build that community. Well, if somebody comes to you and they're like, yo, I'm trying and, 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 and you're just like, Meh. No, 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 no. Come here. Come here. Let me help you. And, and that's, that's the vegan I want. That's the vegan I like to be, you know? 
if you remove the vegan portion of it, you'll never be able, you'll never change somebody's mind by forcing the, or trying to force them or scream at, scream at them. Yeah. No matter what the subject is. Yeah. Even if it wasn't. No, right? that's my point. It, it doesn't matter what you're trying to do. It doesn't matter the subject. You'll never get a good response from people. If you're screaming at them, if you're calling them names, I see that too often. And that's from both sides of the fence. Like as a, six foot one, 200 pound guy. That's very muscular. I've been people around me eat meat. My best friend is not a vegan and I couldn't care less, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know how many times I've been insulted. People have laughed at me for being a vegan. And I'm like, let's put the gloves on guy. Let's, no, just, put, let, let's just put the gloves yeah. on. Take your shirt off right now. Let's see that big yeah. gun of yours compared to my six pack. Let's let, but no. it's, it's so but it's both ways, right? I've heard a lot of vegans call meat eaters bad names and vice versa, and I don't understand. It doesn't change anything. It does, and it's personal. Sure. I mean, how can you eat that, right? To me, that that's me. Almost 20 years. Yeah. I eat that murder. I don't want to eat that emotion. I don't want I don't want the animals that I'm consuming to go through that pain. And and how do people not think that it doesn't affect their 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 bodies it doesn't affect but the truth is is studies show there's more education on how it is affecting how it's literally ruining our hormones how people are are rapidly gaining weight the cortisol levels are rising because of the meat we're ingesting how leptin is off because you don't know when you're hungry or not so there is that science right so as a nutrition it's like i i back everything by science And, and like I said, in my programs, everybody who joins is going to learn about it, you know, just so, I mean, you need, and that's what happened to me. I, I watched my first slaughterhouse video when I was 18 years old and it changed my life for the better. And I'd never, and, and, and if I ever need a reminder, I watch it and it It's, kills. You know, there's, um, one of the biggest thing I've noticed when I became, because I, I was vegetarian for about seven or eight years. And I've been vegan for three or four. So I haven't ate meat in more than a decade. But mm -hmm. just the smell. Just my... Yeah. As somebody that trains a lot, I don't smell like anything anymore. Since yeah. I, like for the past That's 10 years, just the yeah. smell of my skin. You know how many girls have told me I have the softest skin? I barely mm -hmm. use soap. I use soap in specific areas. On a day-to-day -day base, I don't smell... Mm -hmm. And my skin is mm -hmm. always awesome. Just, I, I know that it's because it's rotten flesh that you're eating. Yes. Yeah. I totally agree. I, I totally agree. And I think, I think yeah. there's something to be said for I'm, I'm turning 38 this year. Yeah. And every time I say that, which is pretty dope, I get like, no, stop it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you shut up. No, thank you. You shut up. And you're just yeah. trying to fly. But the cool thing is, is like, I believe that yes, vegan for the animals. Oh yeah. hundred percent, but yeah. also for the planet, hundred percent, but let's be real. How about nutrition for the body too? Right? Like, I like, wish somebody would have told me that. Yeah. I wish yeah. somebody would have told me that years and years and years ago when I was still fighting, I wish somebody would have told me that. Do you, um, there's a country star, um, Lathan Warlick, Warwick, who, is just taking over the charts. He's, he's incredible. He, he's literally doing everything power to smash racism in the rap and country music. And he just became a friend of mine and he has, and we have been talking and today was his first day going vegan. Good for him. And, and I wanted to shout him out because I felt We've been communicating and we're, and we're, we're working on meal plans and we're working on educating, but it's because we, he wants to advocate for animals. Yes. But it's also because he's going to be on tour yep. and I, I, and I vocalized, you know, Hey, you get sick. You don't feel well. You're going to have money out of your pocket. Like, let's be real. Like, let's, let's get you healthy. Let's get you healthy here and here and here. And it's all connected. Right. Um, and, uh, and I, and I'm just so proud because, you know, he's like, Hey, I'm trying small steps. And I go, that's it. That's it. Just, you know, don't feel that shame and guilt for trying, keep going with it and keep educating yourself in my programs. First day, anybody joins, let's write out the why, why? Because when you feel that you are, um, 
you're, you're, you're misplacing your, your, uh, your nutrition, you're, you're not feeling strong that day, something has happened, and it's caused you to perhaps eat a different way. I jump back with here's your why. This is why you hired me. This is why you're doing this. Let's not forget the why. And I think, may I ask you a question? When you became vegan, the why, does that still come to you if you ever felt, no, no, I'm not assuming they ever feel like, oh, I, I don't want to be that. But like that why, does that still invigorate you? Does that still inspire you? And, and what is your why? As I said earlier, I think it is... Um... My becoming vegetarian more than a decade ago started with a, I was reading a Buddhist book that one of mm-hmm. my friends lended me. And my, my dad back then was going through uh, cancer. Like he, mm-hmm. he battled I'm cancer sorry. for five years before dying about five years ago. But um, it's one of those things that I had problems dealing with it because he's, he was the best man I've ever met. And the the fact that you see so many people that are really not great people live their whole life and mm-hmm. he was getting his journey cut short if i can say it that way and well, yeah mm-hmm. i had problems dealing with it one of my buddies that was a vegetarian gave me a buddhist book and i had an illumination i was mm-hmm. sitting on the couch with the buddhist book i had my two dogs on me and i'm like i would never eat them so yeah. And over the years, I became vegan. And I think it's like I was saying earlier, it's, uh, it's just spirituality. I'm a very spiritual guy. And I think it's, it's uh, one of the steps in spirituality. To me, Mm -hmm. it just makes sense. I can never, I I cannot cause harm. You know, the Dalai Lama says, you can judge a society by the way they treat their animals. And I try to keep that that in mind, like the, the way you, you, you treat your weak the, the people that have less power than you is mm-hmm. normally that will, that will draw a pretty accurate description of that. Like it's going to give a really good drawing of what that society believes. Yeah. I, I thank you so much for sharing. I, I just, yeah. um, I value how, how spiritual and how you tap into that and how that helps. mold. You have and, to. and I'm sorry about your father. My, my father died when I was younger. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I um, thank you for, for being so like vocal and honest about everything. It's, it's just, it's really incredible because your journey, um, I feel, is, is so important, right? And I, that's also why I'm not, um, I'm not like a forceful person when it comes to vegan. I'm proud as, as all hell. Yeah. <laughs> what I do. Um, but I, I want to educate and I want to encourage people. I, I just, I want to inspire people to change in those ways. Yes. And I think with that compassion, we can, um, I like my husband, yes, he's not vegan. Does he eat vegan? Yes. Does he have vegan meals four or five times a week? Yes. Is he choosing to go hundred percent vegan? No. Do I love him any less? Absolutely not. He's my best friend. He's my rock. I love him to pieces and, and I do anything for him, but that's just my style. And somebody else might be like, no way. I'd never marry a non-vegan. Yeah. And that's my choice. And I get that, you know? Um, and, and like I said, it's, it's all personal, right? It's personal, but at the end of the day, it's not about us, right? It's not about us. It's about who we serve and how we can help these animals, planet and ourselves in regards to nutrition, not in regards to how to profit from this. So at the end of the day, we have to advocate for the voiceless and that's those, the animals. And that's when you want to show your homie, like, yo, I get what you're eating and maybe, maybe grass fed is going to be better. Maybe this, you know, but you're going to show them that video. You, you, you got to educate your crew on factory farming, you know, and, and just be like, seriously, watch this. And you tell me that you're going to eat that. Right? I've always wondered, there's something I was discussing that with somebody I met this weekend. I was asking them, uh, I was pondering the fact I've been pondering this for years, but how many people would still eat meat if they had to gut that cow, if they had to slit that throat, see it die, oh. see it bleed out, rip cow that. Like, those see, big eyes on those yeah. wet little noses. How I wonder you- how many people would, we're so, we're unfortunately in our day and age, we're so detached from everything that we do. We have no idea how everything's made around us. We have no skills anymore when it comes to, manual labor we don't know how to build anything and especially we have no idea where our fruit come from like no clue no clue we have no clue where it comes from so we're so detached that Mm -hmm. it allows us to 
although you're not the one creating the um, the pain, the cruelty mm. yourself, you are the only reason that it exists is because you're ready to pay for it. And you buy into it. And that's the oh, thing. Of course you do. Of you, course you, you buy it. And you're a, you're a thousand percent you. And so choosing to be plant-based, which includes, um, and, and I don't like the word diet. Like I said, I do not like diet culture. It's not a beginning and end. It's a lifestyle. That's just yeah. how, but it's like plant-based vegetarian vegan. It's you're choosing not to give money to support uh, the meat, dairy, slaughterhouses, factory farming. And that is something that people can do, you know, it's um, purchasing such- power. It's called purchasing power. And most people don't understand that principle that if you don't like a product, stop buying it. Companies are there to make money. If you don't buy their stuff, they'll find something to sell you that you want to buy. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. It's super simple. No, no, it isn't. It isn't. But it's also like, that's what I think. That's why I was really excited when you had asked like, Hey, do you want to be a part of this? And I was like, shut up. Of course I do. And then I watched all your other podcasts and your guests are incredible. And of course I'm following all of them because I think they're dope and I love their story. Um, Yeah. I, I just, I, I, I think what you're doing is important and, and hopefully somebody might watch this and be like, yo, I, let me educate myself. Let me see and see how they can. Uh, Like I said, um, you know, people, I believe, want to do the right thing. It's yep. just, they're not sure how. It's like when people come to my programs and they're like, I think I don't know how to eat. And, and you, you think like, what does that mean? But there's, there's like this real truth to it. Like mm-hmm. nobody taught me like what, how to balance a meal, which, yep. you know, the small things, right? So like, so, so if somebody comes to you and they're just not sure, they might not be as ignorant. They might just not know how. And, and like I said, I was fortunate to be a part of a very powerful female presence when I was a kid that was just like, yo, this is what we do and this is what we don't. And then, of course, you make your own choices, like feminist, totally, vegan, absolutely, punk band, totally. You know, it's like, so, and you make these choices to build your authenticity. Um, and uh, yeah, but I, and, and just, just to like jump ship a little bit and like, let's put a pin in it. I want to hear about you playing guitar. You, <laughs> that you had this wild experience and if it's, you don't maybe jump to that because i i i want to i want to hear so here let, 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 let me do the interview for a second okay <laughs> so, <laughs> so you you had this spiritual and and, and that's, that's another thing is you have the spiritual awareness right mm. and you had this experience that allowed you to pick up an instrument and to start playing now I want to hear about that. Second, and this is two-part question. I want to know if that experience was visual or visceral or one in the same in order for you to be like, this is how I connect to myself on this level. Go. Interview time. <laughs> Go. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's say that uh, I bought a very cheap Denver guitar about a year ago. I've always wanted to play guitar. Always wanted to. I just mm-hmm. never took the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, over, I've been, I used to live in Montreal, always busy, 12, 14 hours a day all the time between my workouts, my work and my martial art teaching. Mm-hmm. So I had a guitar, uh, once, once COVID hit, I have mm-hmm. an investment property that's in the middle of nowhere, which is where I am now. I've been here since for a year. I've been living in a log house for a year now. And what? when it all started, I was like, I don't know where, where this is going but there is a feeling that I need to buy a guitar. So I bought it. It was sitting in the corner of my bedroom for almost a year now. And about three weeks ago, I had a uh, ayahuasca ceremony. So for those who don't know, it is a considered an hallucinogen psychedelic. I don't, I'm not, I I like to call it like a mind altering. um, it, It recalibrates your awareness for four or five hours. Let's say that. And one of the portions that's very important about ayahuasca ceremonies are singing and playing instrument. I've mm-hmm. done some in Peru. I was in the Quito's before and I've did it in the Amazon and the mm-hmm. shaman would sing and smoke a uh, big tobacco, uh, big tobacco cigars. Mm-hmm. But the guy that we did it here, um, he spent a few years in Peru, but he's a musician. So he plays guitar and he was there with his wife we were mm-hmm. six of us re- uh, receiving the medicine. There were mm-hmm. six 
guides. So they were one for one and they played music for most of the time that we're there. And the experience that I got was, it's kind of hard to explain, but let's say that it came back to me saying that I needed to integrate music in my life. I needed yeah. to start, uh, I needed to start playing. I needed to start singing. And I, I think that if you look at all the old uh, civilization, music has always been normal. Everybody sings, everybody plays. Mm-hmm. It's just for some, for the last 75 to a hundred years, we're associating uh, artists like really, really good artists it kind mm-hmm. of makes us shy and we don't play it anymore. We're kind of ashamed of not being as good as the artists you see on TV. So people mm-hmm. tend to not play. Plus we have access to MP3s anytime, but think about a oh. hundred years ago, if you wanted to hear music, you had the yeah. radio, but if there wasn't any music playing, you had to play with your family. What's more yeah. gathering than playing music? Literally, like what's not, no. people don't understand the vibration. Yeah. That we vibrate. The earth vibrates. All the music, the notes that you're hitting on your guitar, on your flute, on whatever the instrument that you're playing, it vibrates and your body responds to that. Mm -hmm. And that's that's where I came from. So I've been playing Mm -hmm. an hour a day for the past three weeks, give or take. And my old Denver guitar was vibrating. It's not a good guitar. Mm -hmm. So this weekend I went to spend almost... 850 bucks i think the guitar cost me with the case yeah yeah <laughs> but love it. i love I, it too. i love martin. it i have a double 15 mahogany martin it's my favorite guitar ever yeah. and and is it valerie june who plays one too i mean come on she's uh, she's incredible yeah. and like my baby and and you know and then those things are expensive right but you're making an investment on your happiness you're you're, mm-hmm. you're making an investment you're leaning into that spiritual and that vibration and uh, I really appreciate you sharing because I was so curious because I have, I have crew in Oregon that do the same thing. And it's, and it's, it's earth medicine is, yep, is what absolutely. they, you drop in, you, you take yep. earth medicine and you drop in and you have these experiences and you come out with just a more, uh, or for the, and, and, um, and I have never done that. So this is, this is coming from a conversation I had with them. So my words are, are theirs, not mine, just to be, yep. to be clear they have vocalized that there's this freedom and finding like this weight or this light and, and everyone has a different experience. And I, I, I think it's beautiful that you not only got it to do that with a guided shaman who actually was skilled in that, because that's part of it. And that's part of having, exactly. Um, and, and I think that if anybody did want to try that for spiritual reasons, or if they were feeling that they needed, um, I, I, I would, I would agree. I, what would you say to somebody that saw this interview and was like, okay, so how do I do that? Should I do that? Would you advocate for it or, or. It's a, it's, um, I'll be curious. Did you see, uh, did you see the, the, the podcast I released last week? It's just be by myself. Ooh, no, I watched the one with Adam recently. Yeah. That one was great. Um, I follow him as well. Super dope He's a person. great dude. He's a great yeah, dude. dude. A great um, dude. I don't know him yet, but you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll run into each other. Uh, but no, but if I may, would you tell me about it? I apologize. Yeah. I missed it. Oh, no, no worries. No worries. It's um, the, I started a new line of podcasts where I'm going to speak about my spiritual journey. So all of the things that I do, because mm-hmm. I'm somebody that meditates. I'm somebody that to answer your question, do I, because it's one of the warnings that I, I give to people. There is, there, there are some shamans that believe that if you're capable of, because doing, before doing ayahuasca, they give you about a two weeks diet beforehand. So no meat, mm-hmm. no fish, no, um, no dairy products, no, mm-hmm. nothing that's fermented, no alcohol, no coffee, mm-hmm. no sex. Yep. So there's quite, but as a vegan, for me, the only thing I needed to stop is uh, the fermented and of course the fucking sex. Um, (laughs) But as a vegan, the the diet, like I had to stop coffee, but yet it's been almost a month. I haven't, I haven't drank coffee in a month now and I'm not going to start again. So they say that if you are capable of going through the diet restriction, you're ready to take that medicine. 
I don't agree. I think there's more to it than that. I think there's, I think you need to be somewhere that you've done a lot of introspection, that you've mm-hmm. meditated a lot, that you've looked at yourself in the mirror. And I know it sounds cheesy. I know it sounds bad, but most people never take the time to assess what they are, who mm-hmm. they are. I, mm-hmm. I've, I've described myself as my work for so many years. I've Until recently, I still yeah. thought that my work defined me. Mm. And, it, it, and, nothing, and which work exactly was that? Like I'm, a, uh, I'm a sales engineer for a fiber optic company, like for in telecommunications. So I basically deal with customers. I do me. I think before COVID, I did 200 meetings face to face in a year. Like, oh, wow. And it's yeah. so I meet customers, I assess their need on a technical aspect, and I sell them a solution. So for <laughs> yeah. years, I attach my identity to what I did as a job. And sure. unfortunately, we do too much of that. We don't know ourselves. We believe that the view, the ego view that we have of ourselves is what we are. And it, we could not be further from the truth. And because the thing yeah. is, ayahuasca will expose that. It will show it to yeah. you. Yeah. If you're, and if you're not ready for that, it could be a very rude awakening. Very rude awakening. Yeah. Yeah. But I am. Be ayahuasca. It could be magic mushroom. It could be LSD. Like there's a lot of psychedelics that will do very similar things. But I believe that you need to have a spiritual journey. That's already you must meditate. You must be. You must be able to sit ten minutes at least, sitting without saying a word. Like if you can't do that, you're gonna. You have to go within yourself. You have to work on the human being that you are before I think you're ready for that. But. I think that it is a step. To me, ayahuasca showed me. I like to explain my meditate. I've achieved meditation states that were very similar to my ayahuasca, my last ayahuasca ceremony. But it's only very, it's three or four times in my life I was able to reach that. And it's only for a few minutes. The Mm -hmm. ayahuasca ceremony gave me that same feeling for four hours straight. But it allowed me to understand that the feeling that I was getting, the state of mind that I was in, it Mm -hmm. helped me understand what it is. So to Mm -hmm. me, all those psychedelics are a door to your consciousness. They show Mm -hmm. you what you are capable of doing. Once Mm -hmm. you bring that in and you you do, because one of the most important part of doing those ceremonies is the interest, is the integration afterwards. Because you will mm-hmm. learn some stuff during that ceremony. And if you go mm-hmm. back to your work right away and you don't take time to meditate on what the plan tried to tell you, you'll, mm-hmm. you won't change from it. But if you'll you, miss- yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you will, you'll forget the message and you'll just go back to your work. Mm-hmm. I've, between you and I and whoever watches this, I, my last ceremony shook me. Like I was, I've been facing a lot of um, very hard, very hard questions when it comes to, as I said, what am I not like, right. and the Iowa I've been off work now for three weeks. I've, <gasps> I've, I'm into integration for the past three weeks. And it's not just because of the ceremony, but I've been, mm-hmm. ne- I've been working about <sighs> 90 hours a week for the past few years. And That's- now is the only time in 20 years of working that I've got more than two weeks off at once in 20 years it's crazy when you think about it yeah just just give us a second right like that's crazy crazy like i i have worked three jobs since i was 16 and i after giving birth to that beautiful that 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 i love I, I just do, um, I do two now, two businesses, the gym and the nutrition. I, I play the music. Yes. But, and then mama, that, that's a job. Right. And, um, and, and I, yeah, I mean, part of it, um, one, one thing that I'd like to, to, to vocalize was, um, I, I believe that, um, radical change comes from that, like radical honesty about yourself. Right. So, um, and but when you were vocalizing that, I, I was just like, uh, yes, because how can you transform in any 
bit of your life. Like, let's say you're just like, I've had a, you know, this crazy year, you know, um, there's so much social un- unrest. Like I, I'm, there's so much anxiety, there's depression, there's COVID, the gyms aren't open. The gyms are opening masks, not masks, vaccination, not vaccinated. There's so much stuff going on that in those moments that you should be able to identify so much about yourself that you, that you know yourself so well that, and this is just a theory that I have that, you know, the shit you don't like and you can change it, but only when you're so real with yourself that you're like, I have these traits. I have traits. One of my traits that I'm changing is I have a tendency to overbook myself because I want to be three different people. And I want to, and I, I, I say, I say no. Yes. I say no. And I say yes to myself all the time. And that's part of it. Right. Like, like if, if, if I couldn't do this, I would, I wouldn't just pretend I could and be like, Oh sure. And then cancel on you. So I'm learning like my time, what it's worth. I'm learning as a woman, as a mom, as a coach, as a whatever, like what, what, what am I going to say yes to? What am I going to say no to? Where am I energy is going to go? How do I protect my energy and all that? And I feel like uh, one thing about this discussion that I appreciate is, is every time we, we loop and put a pin on something, we go somewhere else. It's, it's still the same conversation. Like we're still in that, that, that's yeah. that spiral still based in you and I want to talk about compassion and veganism. We want to talk about the sport of boxing and Muay Thai instructors and coaches and spirituality. And to me, it's, it's, it's like the same. It's, it, that's, that's who I am, you know? And, um, and for anybody who is watching, if you felt like your life needed something, whether it's, I don't I, like, do, like, do you know what being present is? Like, do you know what it feels like to have that peace and that calm, right? That, that unfuckable with feeling, right? Like, like, no, like the, the reaction, right? Like, like no matter what comes into your world, you have the ability to choose your reaction. If you don't have that yet, I want to help. You know what I mean? Like I I want to be somebody that can help people realize that the way they react to the world can be trained just like coaching somebody in boxing. I can train. The only thing you control. The only thing you control in life is your reaction to any given situation. That is yes. it. There's nothing yes. else. Meditation, because I'm a meditation, I do meditation as well. It has allowed me more confidence. It has allowed me to articulate things differently because my mind is visual. When I meditate, I tend to lie down when I do it. I visualize everything that um, that might be problematic. Mm-hmm. Um my brothers come into town. Okay. Like I, I want to make sure that he's comfortable. We have a good time. So I'll plan out some things in my head. Let's say it's like a bigger question. Like, um, let's say the, the social unrest in the world and I, how do I change? Like, what do I do? How do I get better? How do I learn, you know, or whatever it is. And in, in, and when I'm in that moment of calm, and I have that ability to really visualize that the, my concerns and my problems, I feel like I take them down and I wrap them here in this light and this compassion. And I go, okay, these, this is how I'm going to solve this. And then, and then they go away. And that's how I deal with my life. That's how I deal with my stress is when I'm in a meditative state, I'm allowed to choose how to react to these situations. And in real life now, that's what I'm doing now. Right. Because it's like, we, it's, it's almost like, um, at first I remember like, um, there was like this choose happy situation, like many years ago in the community, like the nutrition. And I was like, you choose happiness. And I was like, please, that's so ridiculous because I was like, come on, like if you have a bad day, you have a bad day. Authentic me. Yeah, of course. When you have a bad day, you do, but how do you get yourself out of it? And there is, um, to me, there is this, 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 this teaching, the strength of not falling down, not spiraling down into it and being able to lift yourself up, whether even if you're just treading water, right? You didn't drown and, and, and you're still not out of the ocean, but you're treading water, you're figuring it out. So to me, there's so many levels to your authenticity, to how to get there through meditation, um, through just exercise, through that mindset change, through your, through the food that you, that you, that you enter in, you know, and I feel like that's all connected. Um, Consciousness. Yeah. Oh, it is the number one thing we do not 
you, you said it earlier, we don't live in, we stress over our future and we're in, we have anxiety about our past instead of simply living. Mm -hmm. It seems that it's, we haven't understood that your emotions are neither bad or good. They're just emotions. Live mm -hmm. them. Be yeah, unhappy if you need to be unhappy. Uh -huh. It's okay yeah. to be unhappy. Yeah. Be happy if you want to be happy. Happiness comes from within, but also there's no such thing as happiness if you'll never be unhappy. There's oh. a yin and a yang. There's a opposite forces all the time, It's but it's okay. You don't need to be frustrated because you're unhappy. I'm unhappy sometimes. I've been unhappy oh. for a little while and it's okay. It's going to well, be you fine. You'll be I, better I, for it. Live through your emotion. Yeah, I agree. Just live through them. Yeah. Um, Uh, I, I hate to do this, but I have to cut it short because we... No, no we're, worries. We're at like 40, I think we're over 45 minutes and I want to ask you a question first. Yeah. Um, oh. I always ask the same question. So uh, if you could speak to your 14-year-old self, what would you tell her? My 14-year-old self? I yeah. would tell her to, to stay in the light. That's no good. matter what happens no matter who leaves your life, no matter um, uh, the friendships that end, the, the, the exes that happen, the, the times you moved, the money lost, the, the, um, the heartache, uh, the disdain, the frustration, I would tell her to, to, to stay in the light. That's what I would say. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's I appreciate it. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, I have, have done this. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, the pleasure's all mine. I got a feeling we'll have to do it again because we could go. Uh, we I should. think we could go for a little while. Yeah. I say we book something when you continue playing your guitar. And I, <laughs> I, I say I do the interview. I'm just kidding. But let <laughs> you, you play a little bit and then may, maybe you'll, you'll bring your guitar on and we can talk about how that's all going and how in reflectiveness, three, three weeks, maybe, maybe yeah. we talk three months and see how that's going. Right. <laughs> that and works maybe, out for me. And, and but I, 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 I would love to come back. This is awesome. And thank, thank you. Oh, uh, thank you. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you for taking the time. Oh, absolutely.